when I uh, reflect on the words of that song, it's basically saying that from our brokenness that God can create beauty. And we have this promise in the Bible that from the ashes of tragedy that God can create beauty. But I really question that today when you look back on the events over the last few days and the tragedy that's occurred out east and you just wonder how anything beautiful can come from something like that. And, um, there's a lot of tragedies that occur every day. We blow through it all the time, but something like what has occurred this week is something I think that causes all of us to stop and to feel deeply um, what's occurred and all those innocent lives that were lost. And just can't even imagine the, the pain of those parents just when they found out the name of their child um, to realize that they were gone. So I feel like I need to pray about that this morning, but to be honest with you, I'm not really quite sure what to pray, and so I just ask all of you as you pray with me just to help me out and uh, to pray what's in your hearts um, as I kind of struggle along. Father, uh, there's nothing that can cause us to understand what's occurred and why. I just can't imagine the pain This morning, even just those parents sitting there, uh, knowing that they'll never see their precious child again. I can't imagine what anybody is going through in that time of loss, but I do know that it is better with you than without you. And so I pray that you'll help them to feel your presence in this moment. That you will send an angel from heaven to give them the strength that they need to endure, to get through what they have to get through even in the next few days. That's unimaginable. Just pray that you give them a sense of peace. And just hold them for a long time there is a gaping hole in their hearts. Father, we love you and we trust you. We put this in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I think that we as people, even by our very nature, the way that we are wired and the way that we are created is to be people who are survivors. And I think we can lose a lot of things that are important to us and still survive. I, I think we can lose our health and we can lose our job and we can lose money and we can still endure. And I think we can go through times of tragedy and times of pain and I think that we can even lose people that are near and dear to us and 
we can move through it with strength somehow. I think we can survive even the darkest moments that life dishes up for us as long as we don't lose this one thing. Because I think that this thing is the only thing that in those dark times, in times like these, that prevent us from just completely going over the edge and losing it. I think this one thing is the most valuable thing that we own in our lives, and that is hope. Have you ever gone through a really hard time in your life? Things didn't turn out the way you planned? And I'm not talking about things just didn't go swimmingly. I'm talking about something that has turned your life upside down and has caused you to lose all hope. Where'd you turn? How'd you get through it? Christmas is a time of year, I think, that we tend to feel our disappointments and our times of loss more than any other time. I think this time of year, our, our hurt and our pain just kind of stares us in the face and it just cuts us to the heart like no other time. Whatever it is in your life that you're facing, I think that we all need to learn how to find hope when life leaves us hopeless. Well, we're in the uh, middle of this series called Silent Night as we're dealing with the topic of, of prayer. And we called it Silent Night because uh, there's times, and it doesn't matter where you're at in your walk with God, whether you're not there or you've been in it a while, we all feel times where our prayers feel like they fall on deaf ears, that it feels like a silent night because we don't hear back from God the kind of response we want to hear. And um, I thought that um, today, in order to address the topic that was given to me, is that uh, I thought I'd just tell a story about a guy in the Bible who, there's only just a few verses about him, but it tells us a lot, I think, about who he is and what he went through. And it's a little known uh, story in the Bible, and it actually comes from uh, the first Christmas story, and it's about a guy who knew a little something about disappointment. He's a guy in the Bible that we don't know much about. We don't know where he came from. We don't know how old he was. We don't know if he was married or not. But what we do know is that he knew how to hold on to hope. And his name is Simeon. The Bible tells us that he had a strong faith in God and that more than anything in his life, he was looking forward to seeing his dreams come true someday. We don't know how long Simeon had been waiting for his dream to come true, but we get the impression that he's been waiting a very, very long time. And so his story comes to us from the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. And it says, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. 
He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. In the time before Jesus was born, God had been silent for some 600 years. You know, through the Old Testament, we see God kind of uh, interspersed and speaking through the prophets and sometimes even directly. But during this very extended period of time, God was silent, not a word from him. But there was this promise. It was a promise that one day there would be a Messiah. And let me just say the words Christ and Messiah are interchangeable, and they both mean one who is sent in to be the Savior of his people. He would be the one who would bring hope to the hopeless and be a light in, especially in Simeon's time, what was a very, very dark world. But the Messiah was something that God's people had been waiting on literally for hundreds and hundreds of years, never knowing when or even if he was ever really going to show up. He'd almost become kind of this myth. And on the one hand, God telling Simeon that he would actually live to be able to see this Messiah was really great news. But all that God is willing to say to him is that you will see him before you die. Pretty open-ended. So God's promise of the Messiah became Simeon's hope, his dream. Now apparently Simeon was getting up there in years, and to some it may seem like he was quickly running out of time. Many years had passed, but the one thing he knew that he couldn't make his dream come true on his own anymore, that he could fly to the moon. So Simeon did a very important thing when he was tempted to lose hope. He waited. I don't think there's anybody out there who really likes to wait. I hate to wait. I especially hate to wait when I am in a hurry. And to be honest with you, it feels like I'm pretty much always in a hurry. Waiting is hard. But when what you've been waiting on finally happens, it makes everything else all so worth it, doesn't it? I wonder how many times Simeon got up in the morning and wondered if this is it. If today would be the day his dream would come true, and how many times he went to bed that same night crushed and depressed because it didn't just trying to hold on to hope. We don't really know the answer to that, but what we do know is that he kept moving forward in God, in faith. He just kept waiting on God. And it makes me wonder this morning if without even knowing it, some of us out there aren't just a little bit like Simeon. Maybe This Christmas is hard for you because you're waiting for something. Something that's out of your control and the good Lord knows you hate to not be in control. Maybe you're waiting for a job 
or your finances to turn around and you're just this close to losing your house. Maybe you're waiting for healing from an illness. Maybe you're waiting for the right person to come into your life. Maybe you're waiting for the wounds of a hurt or a loss to heal and all you want this Christmas is just for that pain to go away. I don't know what you're waiting on this morning. But there's a lot of us that are waiting on something. And whatever it is for you, maybe like Simeon, you've been waiting for what seems like an absolute lifetime, and maybe it's been such a long time that you're running dangerously close to losing all hope. But Simeon, as frustrated and as disappointed as he may have felt, He just keeps on waiting. I think one of the most difficult things about waiting is to know what to do while you're waiting. You know? You feel like the waiting is just such a waste of time. You want to, like, get on with it. And so, whether you're sitting in traffic, flipping through channels to fill the void, or you're waiting for your name to be called in the doctor's office, flipping through magazines, it's just a matter of killing time until it occurs. Why would God make Simeon such a grandiose promise and then make him wait like that? Maybe it's because the waiting isn't such a waste of time after all. What if the waiting is the point? Maybe the waiting is that part of the process that God uses to make us into the people he wants us to become. Just maybe... It's the waiting that builds our faith. Simeon was waiting on God to show up in his situation, but I promise you this, that he was looking for something completely different than what he found. I promise you that Simeon was most likely looking for some Messiah to drop out of the sky on some cloud surrounded by angels shining like the sun in all of his glory. What a surprise it must have been when this great Messiah that he's been waiting on all of his life, that he's been made this promise about, was nothing more than a tiny baby born to a poor carpenter. It goes on in the next few verses and says, Moved by the Spirit, Simeon went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. You don't really have to read between the lines to know what he was saying in that moment, do you? 
For my eyes have seen your salvation. God didn't show up like Simeon thought he would. But the point is, he showed up. Simeon never stopped looking for God. And the focus was not on how God would come through, but that there was never a doubt that he would come through. Simeon had been waiting what seemed like a lifetime, but all the while, while he was waiting, God was building his faith to the point that when that moment came, when that promise was delivered, Simeon had the faith enough to see God come in the form of a baby. Would you have been able to see that? We get a clue about his faith when it says that Simeon was a righteous and devout man. That doesn't mean that he was a really good guy who did a lot of religious things. It means that he was a man of great faith who was committed to staying close to God and no matter what life kept dishing up, no matter what he had to walk through, through the good times and the bad, Simeon was actively looking for God in his life. That's what faith is. It's not watching necessarily for a particular outcome for God to do a particular thing. It's watching and knowing that God will personally come through for you. Somehow, some way, when there seems to be no way, God shows up. That's why the Bible says that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Good Lord, if we walked by sight, we'd never make it anywhere. We couldn't make it past the obstacles and the problems and the issues and the tragedy and the hurt and the pain that we face every day. Somehow, we have to see beyond that. And that's what drives us is faith. When we walk by faith, we can have hope. Because we know God will show up in our lives. We don't know how. We don't know when. But we have the faith to know that at some point, He will show. The day that Simeon picked up the baby Jesus into his arms was the day his waiting came to an end and he was holding hope in his arms. Sometimes we get so focused on how we think God is supposed to show up in our lives according to our plans. We are so controlling that we want to orchestrate exactly what God is going to do and when that we miss what God is really doing. You know, I think about the wise men and we're not sure how they knew to watch for this star out of all the other stars in the sky. And to follow this star in the east, to follow it to the baby Jesus, but they did. They had faith in what they believed, and it kept their eyes looking up. And who knows how long they waited and watched, 
hoping to see that star. But they were looking for God. And because they were looking, they found him. And it makes me wonder how many other people saw that same star. But because they were tired of waiting, because they were looking for the wrong thing, because they were looking in the wrong place, they just missed it. Would you have missed it? Many times, that is our problem. We have our eyes so focused in on the stuff in our lives that we can't see past it. We can't see what God is doing beyond the hurt and beyond the pain, and so we lose hope. Have you become so focused on what is not going right in your life that you can't see what God is doing? And the beauty that is there? I know as I look around the room that this last year has been very difficult for a lot of people. And the lesson that I continue to learn, and by the way, keep on forgetting, is that when we finally stop trying to do it on our own, God shows up. When we finally get out of the way, God is freed up to do his thing and to work in us and to make us into the people that he wants us to become. Maybe you're here this morning and you need some vision. I would just challenge you to look back at your life and to see all of which God has brought you through. And I promise you this. God has not brought you to this point to just leave you hanging now. Don't lose your vision for what's possible. Don't lose hope. Don't let your disappointment stop you from seeing the faithfulness of God in your life. If you're waiting for something this morning, just know it's not a waste of time. Don't be sitting there killing time until it happens. It's God working in you. And if things aren't going the way you planned, it just may be leave the possibility open that God has a better plan than you do. I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't know what you're going through, but I do know that you have to be able to see past it in order to find God. There's a passage in Isaiah chapter 40 that says, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And I think what he's trying to say is, 
if you can get your eyes off of all the stuff that you face day in and day out, and if you can just look up, you can see beyond the pain, beyond the tragedy, beyond the darkness, you can see the presence of God. And if he places each and every star in the sky every night and calls them by name, how much more does he know who you are and what you're going through? That passage goes on and it reveals some of the most beautiful words and my favorite words in the Bible that goes like this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord. When you hope in the Lord. He will renew your strength. And you will soar on wings like eagles. And you'll run. And you will not grow weary. And you'll walk. And you'll not be faint. Don't ever give up. Don't ever get to the point where you lose hope. Where you don't feel like you have anywhere else to go. And anywhere else to turn. Because at every turn, God is there. If we can lift our eyes above all the junk of this world and all the pain and all the hurt and just see this promise, this baby that was born on a silent night 2,000 years ago is all grown up sitting at the right hand of God, watching over you. If you can just look up.